0: desk
1: chair detectives hi i'm rebecca i'm sarah
2: and i'm Allie, and you're listening to desk
1: chair detectives hello hold on my mom's calling me <laughs> why are <laughs> keep getting phone calls
2: right at the beginning. hello hey are you home yes uh are you going anywhere yes because
1: i'm i'll be home in like two minutes okay well i'm recording so i can't move my car right now
0: okay bye
1: okay bye yes okay sorry
2: (laughs) hello hi um
1: i would like to say that um i would like to do a special shout out to crime talk okay because i had never heard of this case and something came up on tiktok at like one o'clock in the morning and i was like i should screenshot this it sounds interesting and i screenshotted it and then i did some research and it is crazy I was feel like... like
2: I keep seeing fun ones on there, too. Not fun ones, but, like, interesting yeah. ones that like ones I've
1: never, never heard, heard, of. heard of. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did you go down, like, a complete rabbit hole on this one?
1: This one, yeah, it's completely different than what I thought it was when I first saw. It was only, like, a sliver.
0: Oh, interesting. Of the
1: information. So I'm just going to jump right in, if you yes. don't mind. Yes. Let's do, do it. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> it my, was my... New Year's Eve. 1999 oh. what happened to rebecca
0: i need to blow my nose keep going okay
1: <laughs> i was like what's going on she just went dark. i was
0: setting i was setting the scene it was yeah i got eve. scared i just gonna <laughs> act it out
1: <laughs> um it was new year's eve in 1999 and 10 year old okay. crystal searles and her seven-year-old sister Marque were headed over to their family friend's house for a sleepover when the girls arrived, they started bickering about who would get to sleep in the room with their 13-year-old best friend, Katie Harris, on the top bunk of her bunk beds. Being the older sister, Crystal insisted that she would sleep on the top bunk and Marquet would sleep in the spare bedroom alone. Little did they know, this decision would impact their lives forever. This is sounding familiar. I'm intrigued. What this family and friends did not know that night, as they went to bed, was that their worst nightmare was hiding in the shadows outside their house. This is—you're really setting the scene. I am. Thank you. Thank though. you. At around three fifty a.m., a man named Tommy Lynn sells. The only thing good about this man is his middle name, because it's also my middle name. <laughs> he broke into the home he crept through the house and made his way into katie's room the man instantly saw the sleeping girl and started to attack crystal awoke on that she's on the top bunk. crystal katie's on the bottom bunk. crystal awoke to see her friend struggling and trying to fight off a tall shadow of a man although she tried her best to, to defend herself katie was stabbed 16 times as crystal watched in horror oh my god i'll also say that he did not bring this knife with him he took it from the kitchen oh um i couldn't imagine what was going through her mind but she said that something told her to lay perfectly still and not to move
2: oh yeah
1: after attacking katie tommy began moving around the room as crystal remained as still as she could hoping with everything she had that this man would not notice her just as tommy was about to leave the room like he was closing the door his eyes met with crystals on the no yeah
2: oh my god i would have shut my eyes i'd be like
1: i I am hidden make it quick make it quick yeah that didn't happen yeah tommy lunged towards the young girl attempting to slash her throat but she managed to wrap her hands around her own neck to protect herself tommy yelled at the girl and said move your hands and she was so scared, and she had no choice but to obey him. So as she moved her hands down, he slit her throat.
2: No, no, No! Crystal
1: wasn't. An ex- and I think he had removed her from the top bunk at this point as well, too.
2: Is there? Is there the fa- Is the parents home?
1: Yeah, they're home, but it's like it's New Year's Eve, so I'm sure they had <laughs> a few to drink. And oh my! God. I don't. I'm not. I didn't see anything about like the layout of the house, of like how close they were. Or- anything like that yeah because
0: um, i mean like if katie like struggled with yeah. make making noise and like even yeah there
1: i'm gonna read something about the attack that'll make a little more sense um so crystal was in excruciating pain terrified and losing a lot of blood but she knew that her best chance of survival was to play dead oh she God. slumped over on the ground and again laid as perfectly still as she could
2: Oh, and you're like in excruciating pain. Like yeah,
1: she's,
2: like, like to and avoid, ten like, years
1: old, right? She's like ten, and her you have to throat. avoid like screaming in pain. Like yep.
2: oh my god, that is so scary.
1: So this is a quote about the attack from Crystal herself. Oh my god, I just remember laying there and the light turning off, and I heard the door shut, and so I got on my hands and knees and I was crawling across the floor in the bedroom. I came across Katie on the floor. She was kind of making a gasping noise, or maybe she was choking. But then I was trying to comfort her. I laid next to her, rubbing her back. And that's when I realized I couldn't Mm -hmm. talk because all I wanted to say was, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. But I couldn't. And then, I mean, as soon as she stopped making those noises, I had this feeling, you know get out of here, get up, come on, go, don't lay here, go. my God.
2: your dog just hear the crap out of me. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God, that's so, for a 10 year old, Right? 10 year old. So I'm Crystal
1: not- managed to get up and she, her first thought was to go to her sister, to her little sister. Um, But because of the injury to her throat, Crystal was unable to talk and therefore could not manage to wake up the sleeping child. So in Crystal's mind, her sister was unharmed, but in her mind, she was like, he killed I'd everyone. Be He's
2: smacking the shit out of my parents yeah. I'd be like Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: I think she was just like so overwhelmed. And so yeah. she just she was like, everyone's I mean, you, dead. So she didn't clearly. even go she didn't even go look for like the parents who were home. Yeah. She, like
2: logically, why wouldn't you think everyone yeah. else would be killed She too? was like,
1: I have to get yeah. out of this
0: house. I don't know. So, it's kind of like like nice that like crystal like literally tried to comfort katie too in her last moments and then immediately just thought of her sister too like yeah that says a lot about like who she is as a 10 year old girl
1: man i would not have got i would have just died i would not have gotten up i've been so scared to like leave the room what if he was out in the living room you know exactly
0: yeah what like a strong compassionate little lady right
1: so because she like didn't was just so freaked out and scared and she knew she needed to get help um the phone line had been cut and she couldn't talk right so crystal oh. began a quarter mile walk to the nearest neighbors
2: what where did
1: completely texas
2: oh okay They like done wait so yeah. was
0: this because she was afraid he was still in the house she just she didn't she thought everyone
1: was dead in the house
0: oh so she didn't even bother to look
1: yeah um so she walked a quarter of a mile barefoot holding on to her bleeding neck when she arrived at the neighbor's house she was she was able to wake them up by banging loudly on the door and they had her quickly write notes and the notes she was begging for them to call the police to help her sister and friends
2: oh my god imagine answering that door
1: i know seeing a little girl with her throat slashed I'm going to post one of the uh, the notes that she wrote that I found a picture of. And you can see it's, like, covered in blood. And her little handwriting, it says, tell them to hurry with the hurry underlined. And then there was another note. And she was asking the neighbors if she was going to live.
2: How is she still alive? Right. That's crazy. And, like, breathing.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, Katie did not survive the attack. And but despite having a sliced trachea and losing so much blood, doctors were able to stabilize Crystal in the hospital. Literally from the hospital bed, hours after her attack, Crystal was able to work with a police sketch artist and investigators to put together a profile of a man who attacked her and her friend. Crystal did such an amazing job describing him that within days, police had Tommy Lynn Cells in custody. Not only did she play a key role in helping police catch this monster, she was also brave enough to testify at his trial in front of him, even though he requested to not be present for her testimony. Wow. What an Right? Ask. Yeah. She said on trial, this is the quote she said, he had his hand over Katie's mouth. She was struggling. She told me with her eyes to stay there and not move. So I didn't. He took the knife, slit her throat, and she just fell. Oh, my God. Tommy Loon Sells just... was found guilty and sentenced to death.
2: <laughs> Bless. So um, everyone else was fine? He didn't yeah. even try to attack the parents or anything? No. Nope.
1: nope. Mm. And this seems weird, but I'm going to get into some other things that kind of, it just like was his MO. He was just a weird, terrible guy.
2: So like, are you going to tell us like, why?
1: Yeah. Okay. So while he was on death row, Tommy confessed to many more crimes. No. And uh, out of his, no- like, known victims, only two have survived. <gasps> and um, Crystal is the one who ended this, like, killing spree, which people believe could be up to 70 people. Oh so because God. Crystal survived and was able to tell her story she was the one who finally put this guy behind bars for good
0: wow and you said there was another living victim too
1: yep um so here are is like the timeline kind of of people that he has um confessed to not all of them have been confirmed and a lot of them won't because he was put to death
0: did he confess for like a lesser sentence like nope. a not put to, or he just did it for no nope. because he wanted to
1: yeah he was like oh okay. while I'm in here wow um so he he said that he has actually begun killing people when he was 15 years old his first victim um was just like he broke into someone's house and killed the man um because he was home he didn't know the homeowner was in there so he killed him Oh. um and how old a lot was he when
2: step? he got caught? Um, or like, I guess when he died or something?
1: I'm not sure. I didn't look... I don't.
2: Oh, okay. I was just curious because you said he started at 15. So I was like, I wonder how long it lasted. <laughs> yeah. He
1: was like in his early 20s in... 1985. And this happened oh, okay. in 1999. So he wasn't like old. Like terribly no, was, old like, or terribly young. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, So that was his first crime, he said. And, like, a lot of them, he, like, didn't know details about, like, like, he didn't know the person's name. So he would, like, give police descriptions of the attacks. So some of them were found that way. And then he knew some for the others.
0: Did he just break into people's homes? Like, because you said his first kill he broke in, didn't realize that the homeowner was home, so killed him. Was he just, yeah. like, looking to steal stuff? So he
1: um, was kind of like a I don't know if this is, like, a politically correct term, but if they say, it like, a transient. Like, oh. he would just kind of travel the country mm-hmm. and, like, hop yeah. on and off of trains a lot. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed a lot of these were, like, crimes of opportunity. He had a terrible childhood and upbringing and stuff, but, like, there's plenty of people who have that and don't do these things. So that's right. why I didn't even put that in here. Um, So in July of 1985, he was working at a carnival, like a traveling carnival. And during this time, he met a young mother and her son at the carnival, um, Ina and Willie Cord. And um, Ina and Tommy kind of hit it off so she invited him over their house for a little rendezvous Uh, and then later that evening tommy claims that he woke up to find ina going through his backpack so he beat her to death with her son's baseball bat and then murdered her son because he was a potential witness and then he left town the next day oh my god sorry (laughs) um the next one that he confessed to was in may of 1987 um suzanne quartz disappeared and was presumed dead in new york uh her remains were found in 1995 and she was last seen leaving a bar after a fight with her fiance um and Mm -hmm. on like one when cells was or tommy was in death on the throw he confessed to her murder
2: Imagine if, like, you were her fiance. Like, oh, the guilt,
1: right? Yeah.
2: Like, that's the last thing you expect. Like, couples fight all the time, and the last thing you do is an
1: argument. Like, you don't expect that. Nope. Yeah, it's awful. On the evening of November 18th, 1987, police went to the mobile home of Russell Keith Dardeen. He was 29. (laughs) um, And this was in Illinois. Illinois, Illinois, Illinois. No, here are right. <laughs> um, yeah, Illinois. After he failed to show up for work. Um, there, they found the bodies of his wife and son, both brutally beaten. Uh, Ruby Dardine was 30, and she was pregnant at the time.
0: Uh, mm. She had been
1: beaten so badly that she went into labor, and the killer had also beaten the newborn baby to death.
0: Oh my god what
1: so yeah um so the killings had apparently taken place the day before the police showed up and investigators were like okay it was obviously the dad right keith dardine um because he wasn't at the home and his whole family's murdered but the day after they discovered his family um keith's body was found in a nearby field He had been shot and his genitals had been mutilated. Oh my gosh. His car was found parked near the police, local police station. And um, evidence or like the examination showed that he had been killed within an hour of his family. My God. So this went unsolved for this happened in 1987. I think it was like 2000 something. Tommy confessed to this crime as well in jail. And he claimed that he had met Russell Keith Russell, he, he had sorry he had met russell dardine at a truck stop um russell had invited tommy over for dinner um after the meal tommy was simply planning to move on this and this is all like tommy's um, right mm-hmm. so you don't yeah. actually know like he kind of makes other, like right like he said Ina was going through his backpack when he woke up right he's you know? like blame it there was a reason i killed yes him. always yeah. a
0: trigger yeah.
1: yeah yeah um so he claims that after dinner uh russell propositioned him into a threesome with him and his wife his like nine month pregnant wife like okay what um <laughs> so tommy forced russell at gunpoint to drive to where his body was found killed him mutilated him then returned home to the trailer to kill aline and peter who were witnesses although he says at the time it was a result of his uncontrollable rage that the offer had set him off and this is a quote from him said i was just so mad that i took it to the maximum limit rage didn't have a stop button he implied it that is why that explained why he had even killed the infant that elaine had delivered during the crime as well
0: even even if these things were true that these things did happen and it set him off normal yeah. people don't kill somebody if they're mad right like you i don't say, understand. No, thank you
1: sir yeah and like, you know. i'm
2: good thanks yeah. for dinner i'm yeah. gonna go home
1: yeah uh tommy was never formally charged with these murders though oh
0: that is horrible so yeah. they couldn't like forensically or like really connect it they just had to take his word for it and they couldn't do that yeah um in
1: 1990 tommy was serving time for a theft charge um while in prison he was diagnosed with personality disorders substance abuse disorders he had dependence issues with alcohol opioids amphetamines and many more drugs
2: oh my he was also
1: struggling with major depression psychosis and bipolar disorder
2: oh okay uh, it's a recipe for disaster
1: yeah there. so what do we do with someone in this country who is obviously in oh. dire need of help we, we let them back them out free. on the street yeah yes, it's not yes. my problem yeah <laughs> good luck so in 1992 after he was let out of prison tommy found himself homeless he could be um, found under this local viaduct where he would be hanging out and he would have a sign For people that were driving by that said, We'll work for food. So one day, a 19 year old woman named Fabian Witherspoon saw Tommy with the sign and pulled over. She offered him a meal and proceeded to drive him to her home. When they arrived, she asked him to wait outside while she prepared something for him. But he did not wait outside. He entered her home, took a knife from her kitchen, and trapped her in her bedroom where he attempted to rape her. Fabienne fought back though, hitting mm. him in the head repeatedly with a ceramic duck. And right. And she had a quote. Uh, um, she was like in movies, you know, you hit someone in the head and they pass out, but she was like, it yeah. just didn't happen. Um, She just kept hitting him and he didn't stop. Uh, but she was able to get his knife she got his knife out of his hand, and good old Fabian ended up stabbing him, nicking his kidneys and liver, So oh. uh, he he skedoodle. Oh, uh, she also sliced his balls, which good. I liked that too. I was <laughs> like, "That's the first thing I'm going for," right? Yeah. Um. So, but oh, sorry, he didn't skedoodle yet. In retaliation, after she stabbed and sliced him, um, he picks up her piano stool and started bludgeoning her and she passed out oh so then he tried he ran away right he tried to get away but his injuries were just too bad that he ended up going to the hospital um and then ended up in police custody they were like what happened buddy this doesn't seem right <laughs> yeah they like and i think she someone called she called the police or someone called the police for her yeah. and they kind of put two two together yeah um fabian sustained significant injuries uh, including like a gape in her head and cut her hand so badly that she needed surgery Oof. Um, you know obviously Tommy got arrested but don't worry they offered him a plea deal <gasps> so he only served five years in jail that Ugh. is
2: so scary for her too because he knows where she lives and yes. he's an angry person that yeah. I would think would hold a, a grudge like he could just go back to her house
0: Yeah, like what would stop him from doing that five years later not that yeah. much time. Right? No.
1: Exactly. Um so on October thirteenth, nineteen ninety-seven, just four months after his release from prison, ten year old Joel Kirkpatrick no. was murdered in his bedroom no. in Illinois in the middle of the night. The boy's mother, Julie Rea, said um screams woke her up. She said she ran to her son's bedroom and encountered an intruder with a ski mask on and no sign of Joel. Rhea said she struggled with the intruder all the way to the backyard where he backhanded her and walked off into the night. Their murder weapon was a steak knife pulled from their own kitchen and it was left outside of Joel's bedroom.
0: God, how does he just like go into people's houses, grab some random object this song gets worse and try to kill people and then and like why
2: goes away for what purpose exactly this song gets worse serial killer
1: yeah so the mom calls the police right telling them she thought that he had been kidnapped because she didn't see her son in the room but when officers arrived they found the boy dead on the other side of his bed like he had fallen through the crack um investigators couldn't find signs of a struggle of the struggle that Ria described at the crime scene nothing had been stolen and there was no signs of forced entry so Ria who always maintained her innocence was the primary suspect for years and she was actually indicted on first degree murder charges in 2000 <gasps> the prosecution presented a largely circumstantial case that focused on her ex-husband's testimony saying that They were in the middle of a bitter custody battle, and that she had Joel's blood on her clothes. Rhea's defense claimed that Joel's blood transferred during the crime, during the struggle with the intruder.
2: And even if that didn't happen, like someone stabs my child, I'm gonna go run up and hold my dying child. Like, what?
0: Yep. And like, I know there are some like evil parents out there, but like, I feel like as an ex, husband he would know what kind of woman she is too and the fact that he would like testify against her like that yeah is awful
1: so julie Rhea was convicted of the murder of her son and sentenced to 65 years in prison
2: Oh oh my god yep um
1: and in 2003 you know tommy's in prison and he was being interviewed by police and he gives this detailed confession of killing a boy in his home and describing how the mom ran in and tried to fight him off so he didn't know like the boy's name or the any one's name but he knew the state he was in and like what happened and they were like hmm and then ria wow. or julie julie ria had this new um she was working with the wrong uh the center for wrongful convictions mm-hmm. and someone there was writing a book about tommy cells and um the the like the prosecutors were saying like no one goes into uh like a crime scene without a weapon like that's so weird and the person was like well this guy did that all the time like that was his he never never had a knife you just just take it at the crime scene and like figure out a way you know yeah And, and they actually wrote him a letter and he was like are you referring to a murder that happened on the 13th of like something and they were like yeah, and that's when police like went in and interviewed him, and he why was like, could, "Oh yeah, I think that was Yeah.
0: Why didn't they put that together sooner? They had exactly. to have a prosecutor come in and say, "Hmm, yeah. I think maybe this could be the like." What? I was literally yeah. just about
2: to say, yeah. "Thank God they put it together at all." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, imagine so if they didn't.
1: <laughs> she served like what year was it? Um uh, Nineteen ninety-seven. She served like six years in prison oh. for the murder of her son, but um in her second she got another trial and they had an audio tape confession of tommy play and she was found not guilty and they wrote her like a certificate of innocence
2: oh my god i hope she sued the shit yeah no I know. It was like
1: oh, yeah true. a certificate right? of like innocence. the worst Six thing happened my life the worst thing happens right your child gets brutally murdered and then you go to jail for it and you didn't even do it it's awful right so then May of 1997 he confessed to the murder of 13-year-old Stephanie Mahani. April of 1999, a 9-year-old Mary Bea Perez was at a local market with her family. Her fa- family says that it seemed like she just disappeared out of thin air. One moment she was with them and the next moment she was gone. They began to frantically search, but it wasn't till a week later that her body was found in a nearby creek under an underpass. She had been strangled to death. Tommy confessed years later in prison. And he was, this was one that he was actually tried for and got an additional life sentence for this crime. Mm In May of 1999, he confessed to the sexual assault and murder of 14-year-old Haley McCone. Um, And on April 3rd, 2014, Tommy Lynn Sells was executed by lethal injection at the Texas State Penitentiary in Huntsville. The execution was attended by the Harris family, who was Katie, the thirteen-year-old that he stabbed on the bunk bed. Perez family, who was the little girl who went missing from the market, and Crystal Searles, she went the survivor. Oh wow! Yeah, two friends of Tommy also attended, and he smiled. Friends? Yeah, yeah, right. He smiled faintly at them as he entered the room.
2: they're
1: Um, gonna say he entered hell no bye a chaplain holding his ankles tommy declined to make any statement and the injection was given katie harris's father terry said the execution was way more gentle than what he gave out but it was a great day for the families of the victims crystal who is now 33 years old says that she is fully recovered and lives a full life and she said, I don't ever think about Tommy Lynn's I don't give him the time of day.
0: Wow. What an incredible
1: person. Right. Yeah.
0: That's so scary. So
1: like I had never heard of this guy. He was terrible. No,
2: that's I... crazy. And like, he had no like actual like method to his madness. Yeah. Like he would go into some crime scenes and take stuff. He was, it was like spur of the moment. Yeah, It was like, he used whatever he could so it's like hard to track yeah men
1: women and children yeah like there
2: was like he just wanted to kill people
1: and like so he's definitely like a serial killer oh yeah i think they call him um what was the name they call him like the cross-country killer or something like that and uh because he would just go on trains he was like a transient i don't know if that's the right word if i'm supposed to say that but
2: um, someone correct her in, in yeah. the
1: comments yeah <laughs> cancel me <laughs> but yeah. i
0: feel like i feel like i heard another case like similar to that where like a guy snuck into a, a home where like two sisters were sleeping and only killed one while the other one like stayed still but she was like so young and they couldn't like get answers out of her even though she watched the whole thing she was just like yeah. so young and like couldn't well, like yeah, that was say... smart
1: yeah was, the sister was in the room when they broke in and took her yeah and yeah. she didn't she didn't i don't think she woke up the parents because they said if you wake up the parents i'm gonna kill you
2: mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say there was one that i saw like similar like two girls sleeping in bunk beds and they just woke up and the girl was gone like all the girls were gone
1: I mean the Idaho case. Two girls are sleeping in the basement while four people are getting murdered upstairs.
2: Yeah, I'm still a little
1: yeah, touched by that.
0: I won't. Anyways, know the same names.
1: <laughs> that was the terrible, terrible story of Tommy Lynn Sells, and I'm glad he's dead.
0: Bye. It took him yeah. a long time to kill him though.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I've never heard that one, and it's scary that like. If you think about it, like how many other people could be out there doing that? Yeah. Without like any MO. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Disgusting. Disgusting.
1: All right. Well, I'm about to pee my pants. Okay. Well, Alrighty. It was nice talking to you. Yeah. Always a pleasure, guys. <laughs> Farewell. Right,
2: See bye. You next time. Bye.
1: bye. Sources for this episode include abc 7 newyorkcom KSAT.com and wikipedia.com Death Chair oh